you want a different long-term solution, what we're trying to tell you is like, you have to prioritize it. Like, yes, you could get that client and get money in the door now, or you could budget accordingly, take the time to make your offer. And then you have an asset that you can keep charging for, and you no longer are exchanging your time for money. This is not your average business podcast, because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Okay, you guys, today it's Amy and Kat here, and we are here to talk about some lessons that we have learned the hard way. We love to pull back the curtains and tell our behind the scenes in hopes that you guys can learn from the things that we've had to learn. So in this episode, we are going to touch on some common lessons that we've learned, but also we've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs at this point in our careers. And so it's really easy for us to sit back and find a few common themes that keep coming up over and over again. So I'm going to talk about the first lesson that I've learned, and that is people start to focus on building their audience before they have anything to sell to them. So here's what I see. I know categories, Instagram and other social media platforms are so splashy. It's exciting. Growing feels so good. And if you're really honest with yourself, you might start equating growing on social media to success. But here's what I would have to say to that is I've been in many conversations where women are basing success on the number of followers that they have. And they start to even think if I had that followership, then I'd be successful. And they start to get into that mindset and then into that chase. But I know I've said this before on the podcast. It's something I've absolutely believe because I've seen it and I've heard it with my own eyes is that. There are women with very large social media accounts that have a really hard time selling their own products. And then there's women that have what you would call, quote unquote, a smaller account, and they have a very healthy revenue stream. So don't get that mixed up in your mind, thinking that you need more and more and more followers to have a healthy revenue. Yeah. What you're talking about is like, it's almost more about the sales process than lead generation sometimes. Like obviously Mm. getting new leads in the door is so important, but what we see so much with content creators is when they're constantly just focusing on growth and making amazing content, which you do, you are training your audience just to love your content and consume your content and not to buy. And that's a very big distinction is creating content that actually leads to conversions training your audience to actually purchase. And you have to have an offer in order for that to happen. 
Absolutely. That's one thing that Kat and I have talked about at length before is you're training your audience one way or another. So you're training them that you are going to just provide free education and that's all you're going to ask of them is to consume that. Or you're training them here. Yes, you're going to get some free education along the way, but I also am at work here. So I am going to have some offers that cost more because you get more of me. So Whatever you're doing, if it's free education, if it's a free podcast, if it's free access to whatever you specialize in, that's what they come to expect. But what we teach here is that we want everyone to grow a sustainable business. That's certainly the business that we are in. We want it to be sustainable. And what that means is you have to bring money in the door. So you have to make sure that people understand that there is some work that you can and should be compensated for. So we would advise entrepreneurs to be more balanced. We aren't saying put social media on the shelf. We're just saying that if you have let creating your own offer continually slip down your priority list, it's something that we think that you should actually prioritize so that you can start to make money. So the solution to the first lesson, which the first lesson is people focus way too much on building an audience or as Kat likes to say, generating leads before they have anything to sell. The solution would be that you create an offer at the same time that you're building your audience. You don't wait till you reach a certain number of followers. I actually like to tell people, we talked about this a lot at our mastermind, bring them in on the experience. Say, here's the course that I'm working on. Here's who it's going to be for. Let them vote on certain decisions. Make them feel like they get a back row seat. They can see all the work that goes into your offer. And so when it comes time to sell, it's not a surprise. They understand you've been prioritizing this. You've been working on it. So at Pursuing Her Purpose, success to us looks like we have an impact on other female business owners. That is absolutely success. But because we are a business, success is also bringing money in our doors. I know Kat and I feel the same way of like, I don't feel like women like to talk about money, but we're all running businesses. And so there is that exchange of success being a monetary thing. And it's not bad. It doesn't mean that you're not passionate. It doesn't mean that you don't want to help people. It just means that you should be compensated. And we believe that if you can balance growing your audience while you also make an offer, that's a quicker ticket to success. Yeah. And serving your audience is obviously so, so important. But as you said, Amy, if you're not bringing money in the door, eventually it's a one-way ticket to burnout. You're putting out so much. And as women, Mm -hmm. we do this all the time in every area of our life. It's like we have energy leaks. And if you're not plugging those holes, if you're not being compensated energetically through money, then it is a one-way ticket to burnout because you won't be able to sustainably do that long-term. If you do have goals, financial goals, if you do support your family. It's truly important to think about profit from day one and to think of your business as a business from day one, which leads me into this next part. But when we started pursuing her purpose, we were very intentional about that. If you've listened to Amy and Abby's episode about starting herself, 
that is a podcast-based business and they felt like they waited too long to have an offer to their audience. Mm -hmm. And when we started pursuing her purpose, we had ideas on what our offers would be before we even opened the doors. That was a big conversation we had when we're like, let's do this thing. And it was like, okay, what are we actually going to sell? And we talked about that before that first dollar even came into our business because we treated it like a business. So enter our first course, Purposeful Business. It was a roadmap for someone who wants to start a profitable online business. We served our audience podcast episodes and our Instagram content so that they were able to understand how we taught and they got to know the three of us a lot better. And the podcast launched in September. And by January, we had started working on our course. We'd had conversations with our audience. We knew what they needed and wanted. We started putting those pieces in place. And by April, we launched that program. And with our first launch, we brought in $30,000 into our business. And we always knew that pursuing her purpose was going to be an online Mm -hmm. course-based business. But I would say for the three of us, like that first launch, I still feel the energy of it because it was so exciting. It really solidified that like this was the path for us. Absolutely. And Amy and I, we love to talk about business and we love to talk about money together. We're both very well connected to online entrepreneurs across many different industries because we've been in different masterminds together. We love to network And one thing these online entrepreneurs have in common is they are thinking about and implementing a strategy that is long-term for them. It is not a quick fix. It's not that they're treading water. They are looking at this as the long game. And that's where we like to come in and we like to coach women. Because I think along with what Amy was talking about, about flashy social media growth, there's also opportunities to make money today, to make quick money. And sometimes you're in a phase of business where that might be important. But let's say that you decided to start affiliate linking and that money you can start see pretty quickly coming in the door. Or we see coaches who for them, it's just go book a new client, get a new client. And all of a sudden they realize like, oh my gosh, I I need the money or they think they need the money in that moment, but they know long-term that they want to stop trading their time for money. And then they end up in this cycle that they feel like they can't escape from. It's like, okay, i keep booking. I I need this money. How do I get out of this rat race that I've created for myself? But here's the thing that no one's going to tell you. Course money from making an online course, you can also see pretty quickly, but you need to be really intentional about prioritizing that you actually make the course. I just feel like that you know, we're, we're going through this part kind of fast, but it's like, if Kat and I could shake people on their shoulders and be like, yes, you can book a new client, but if you keep coming back and you keep telling us, I don't want new clients, you want a different long-term solution. What we're trying to tell you is like, you have to prioritize it. Like, yes, you could get that client and get money in the door now, or you could budget accordingly take the time to make your offer. And then you have an asset that you can keep charging for, and you no longer are exchanging your time for money. Yeah. Simply said, if you're 
not changing, you're choosing. So you're mm-hmm. choosing that path. It almost reminds me, Amy, of a couple of years ago. Remember when my daycare situation was just a total mess and they would call and cancel because they didn't have enough providers to take care of the kids. And it was this cycle where all of a sudden I was like, you guys, I can't work again today. I can't work again today. And it felt like it was so challenging and it is hard to get quality yeah. daycare, but I wasn't actually out there seeking like, how do I change this situation? How do I make this happen for our family, for my business and all of the things? And what we did is we were able to make that pivot and then, you know, a whole world of opportunity open because then I then had the space to actually work on my business full time. Yeah. When we're talking right here, I'm like, I feel like what happens is when humans get sped up. So like, we're just operating really fast. We just continue to do the same thing. So it is absolutely like that hamster on a wheel. We just keep going. Cause we're like, we can't get off. We can't get off. We can't get off. And what we're pitching to people today is to actually get off and maybe you will choose to get back on, but give yourself the opportunity to see a different future and to make possible something else. If you don't like what you have going on today. Yeah. I love that because usually when we are in that sped up space, it feels like survival. So what are you Mm going to do when you're in survival? You choose comfort. You choose the thing that you have always known. You're not going to choose something that feels uncomfortable or feels challenging or feels hard, but we can tell you like, if you do the time now, this thing that once felt challenging will not feel that way. And it will open up everything that you have said that you wanted on the other side of that decision. Well, yeah, it's safer. Like if you're a coach and you know you're a good coach, it's actually safer to just keep coaching versus saying, I have this new offer. Because anytime we do something new as entrepreneurs, and we've talked about this before, it is a little scary. It's supposed to be like if we were always comfortable, we're not challenging ourselves, we're not growing, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to change. So I do commonly see people that are stuck in a position as entrepreneurs that they don't like. A lot of it is because they thought that this was going to be a more free life. Like they thought that they were going to have more freedom if they were their own boss. And then what happened was they just jumped back on the grind of doing the same thing that they were trying to get away from. Yeah. So long story short, if you're unhappy with the results in your life right now, this is your invitation to take a step back and see where can you call in change? Where can you look at what you're doing from that long-term perspective? What do you want your life to look like a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? If it is not doing the same thing that you're doing right now, then it's time to start putting a plan in place. So as we've told you guys before, but we've had students who've been able to make their online courses in as little as four to six weeks. And then what they do from there is they go out and find their initial members to join the program. Like Amy was talking about, an awesome way to do this is inviting them into the process along the way, showing them behind the scenes that this thing is coming, that you're pouring into it, that you're taking in account their considerations and what they want to see inside of the program. And you'll be able to make your money back very quickly. And then you have this asset where you can continue to make profit from there. So even if you go ahead and launch that program, let's say you sell two courses on your first launch, you do your best and you make sure to serve those students so that they have an incredible experience with your brand and your program because your students are going to be your 
biggest advocates. When they're singing your praise, they're going to be able to sell your course better than you any day of the week. I know I've talked about expecting and empowered on here before. If you guys aren't aware, that's the first business I created with my sister. It's an online pregnancy and postpartum fitness business. But what happened there, I told our mastermind students about it, is we really started with small numbers. Like now you go over to our account, we have almost 300,000 followers. We've had, I think, 45,000 customers. Like those are big numbers. I understand that. But it literally started exactly with that model that Kat was just talking about. On the first day, we sold to 11 customers, which keep in mind, we were marketing for months and I had a pretty good following. We thought we were going to sell more than that. But we just doubled down. We served those people so well. And what started to happen is these women just became satellites for us. Like we had a lot of people in Madison and a lot of people in Milwaukee, and they would just tell their friends and then their friends would have a good experience. They would like the story. We're sisters. They would love the product and they would tell someone. So I always caution people because I think with our students, especially we see them looking at these accounts that have such big numbers and almost tricking themselves into believing it was overnight success. That business is six years old. It was not overnight success. It literally started with 11 people saying yes the first day. Us serving those women so well that they couldn't help but tell their friends. And that's truly, I would say, I would give that the most credit for our growth over anything else. Yes. And from there, you know, you start with those two people. And as Amy said, all of a sudden two becomes four, four becomes eight and so on. And that's exactly what we teach you to do. We want you to have an offer so that as your audience grows, you are actually known for that course. You don't have to wait until you have a big audience. Like Amy said, you can start right now. You can make something of your own. And then as your audience grows, so do your course sales. And guess what? The more you launch your course, the more you talk about your course, the more you sell your course, and the more students go through it, the more you will rise as an authority and a leader in your niche. So all this to say is this is really an exercise in prioritization. You really have to be able to work on the behind the scenes in your business. You need to make your offer rather than always working on things that people see right away. It's really a lesson in delayed gratification. I want to double down on everything you just said, because I feel like we see it so easily in our students. They won't miss a day of Instagram, which is great. Like that's a, that is a good way to grow on Instagram, but I would argue not at the expense of not making your offer. I would take off Tuesday and Thursday if I was choosing between either plowing through content every day or making a course. I think if you're new to the content game too, you can see an account that has a lot of followers and you just assume they're making a ton of money too. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I ran some behind the scenes masterminds where people had to apply and submit their revenue. And my mind was blown. We'd have people apply who had accounts with 300,000 followers and they were not making very much money at all. And then we'd have an account that applied that was maybe, you know, had a thousand followers, 1500 followers, and they were making six figures or multiple six figures. And so it really isn't always about how many followers you have. It also is about how much are you putting your offer out into the world? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like we always are convincing our students to talk about their offer more because our point is like, how are you going to sell it if you don't talk about it? Like this, you have to start seeing Instagram or whatever social media platform you are on is of course, like we said, you're going to give some free education, but it also is such an important marketing tool. So you are marketing because you are a business owner that believes in their product and you should feel comfortable talking about it. Okay. One thing that Kat kind of alluded to and that we've seen time and time again is people with smaller followings usually are able to win a greater percentage of conversions. The whole point is that people start to think that they need to grow in order to sell, but I would actually say that people with smaller accounts have more of a niche community. They have the right people in front of them. Often when account starts growing super fast, they don't have their perfect audience. When you have a smaller account, it's actually the perfect time to sell to them. It's the perfect time to start to test your marketing. It's the perfect time to adjust your marketing. If you see that you need tweaks, like, okay, this isn't landing. People aren't buying. What tweaks do you need to make to sell? So I think that's one thing that Kat and I do talk about most often. It's like, if a launch doesn't go well, and the woman like wants to scrap her course, but we're like, it's actually way faster if you adjust to make sure that you're talking about your course correctly, or you're saying it in a way that makes people buy it. It's not common at all that you have like the wrong course. It's the fact that you're not marketing it right. And when you have the small audience, it's a perfect time to test it. Yes. So exactly what Amy said too, the sooner that you launch something and you're able to test that, the faster you're going to get feedback from your customers to make your program better. So just like imagine this, imagine if you waited to speak on a stage until you were on a stage in front of 10,000 people and you had never spoke in front of an audience before. Would that feel good? Would you be prepared for that situation? Probably not. You'd probably want to get on smaller stages. You'd probably want to rehearse and practice with smaller audiences and then perfect your craft. Feel out the audience, feel out the moments when they laughed or whatever that is, like get really good at the thing you're doing. And the same goes for courses or really any offer that you put out into the world. So again, I know we were talking about expecting and empowered, but when they launched, they were able to get out there with a small audience. They were able to make money. Eventually, they've been able to help hundreds and thousands of women, and they have listened to their customers along the way. And from there, they've been able to expand their product line. They've been able to change their product from a PDF into an app, but it had to start somewhere. And they got that feedback from their customer because they got that program out there. And the same goes for your online course. You will never be able to create the perfect course unless you have people going through it who are telling you what makes it perfect. This is another big mistake I see so often with course creators is they just sit in this idea of like, thinking they know what their audience wants, but you Mm -hmm. don't know that until they are in it. And they're going to point out areas of opportunity for you that you have totally overlooked. So each cohort of your course is going to give you feedback on how to make it better. And each cohort is going to give you testimonials. And as I said before, nothing is going to sell your product better than social proof. 
Yeah. I, if we got anything across to you today, I hope it's the permission and the excitement to launch something as you grow your audience. So let's put away the excuse of needing a bigger audience and decide that actually a small audience is truly the best opportunity to start from scratch, create a community build raving fans that are going to be so happy to talk about your course. And then you guys can grow together, make tweaks as needed, and you will have the best long-term asset that you can sell over and over again. So if all of this sounds good to you and you want to learn more about how to create your own long-term asset, we want to invite you to our webinar. It is called Four Ways to Create Time Freedom Through Online Courses. That's going to be on November 14th at noon and 1.30 Central Time. And you're going to get access to the replay, but you have to register in order to get that. So you can head to pursuingherpurpose.com and sign up at the banner at the top of the screen. 